This is Dream Chasers with Adam Coswell. Dream Chasers, what's going on? First time doing a, an episode not walking and talking in a while. And I think it's probably best that I, I do this one not walking and talking because if you can't hear it now, you'll probably hear it throughout the episode. I'm a little bit stuffed up today. And and why? I don't know. It could just be seasons changing, could be pollen, whatever. You know, we're recording this on April 5th, 2023. But also for the first time recently, Micah got sick and has now recovered by sick. You know, he had a stuffy nose, a little bit of a cough. And it's interesting because, you know, as a parent, well, I know before becoming a parent, I had observed situations like this before where the kid gets sick and you just, I don't know, you, you, you just don't know what it's like when your child is sick until you, until it actually happens to you. And I think the biggest lesson learned in, in my wife as well, cause she mentioned it to me is one of those things where instantly you're, you kind of just take on this mindset of, man, I would do, I would do whatever I could to make him healthy again. I would do whatever I, I can to take on this sniffle and take on, take this cough from him. Right. Like give it to me universe. Right. That's kind of how you feel. But then, you know, you think about it and it's like, well, I'm sure, you know, I I've been there too. I'm sure there's been times where, you know, when I was little and it, anyways, it's just part of life, right? He's going to have to get sick. He's going to have to get over it. He's the one who has to build up and get stronger not me or my wife necessarily. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting because like, man, I, now I know what it's like when someone says their kid is sick, then he's good now for the record. He's good now. So that's where my sniffle came from. Cause uh, I think, I think I did kind of get a little bit of whatever from him, but you know, I, I also, like I said, I wanted it. I wanted to just like take it all from him if I could. So what else has been going on lately? Going to New York city next week, actually probably by the time you listen to this, we'll have already been there for NFT NYC. That is a good net networking opportunity on behalf of our NFT project. If you're new to the show or haven't checked it out before, or if you already know what I'm talking about and you want to go check it out again, you can just go to gooballs.io, G-O-O-B-A-L-L-S.io. That's our NFT project. Me and my lifelong friends, Chaz and Kenan, have been building our community for a little over a year now. And, and that's totally, you know, a lot of people wonder either one, what the heck is an NFT or two, you know, aren't aren't NFTs whack. I feel like that's the the general stigma of the world. Obviously the people who are who are into NFTs don't think that, right? But I don't think they necessarily have the best reputation around the world yet. However, within the within the circle, I mean you just look at the transaction volume for projects like Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, what is it Cyberpunks or CryptoPunks. Um so you know some of these projects have done billions and billions of dollars of transactions within their community, right? So there there's a demand and a, and a niche and, and people out there who are interested, including us and our people. And I, what I like the most about NFTs is I, I would almost consider them kind of like, they're like a version of a modern day uh, country club. Maybe not, a, is not the best example, but it's a modern day club in many cases not all. So like, for example, the board ape yacht club, if you've never heard of board ape yacht club, you could just type in B A Y C. They've got a community of, you know, well, they've got 10,000 digital assets that can be purchased. No more than that. Maybe that's one thing I like about NFTs too, is most of them, most of the good, at least the good projects have a cap. There's a limit to the amount, unlike 
you know, something like the US dollar, <laughs> where there's no limit to the amount of how much can be printed, there actually is a limit to how many NFTs can be minted normally. And when you get one of those 10,000, as an example, you kind of bring yourself into this network of other people who value the arts and the asset the same way you do. Now, I know plenty of people that think the art is stupid or whatever, and I get that. But there's there's something to a project that has done billions and billions of dollars in transactions and has a community of you know 10,000 people exchanging different versions of this art. And that's it. I like that. So Discord, Telegram, these different apps that people can use to network and unify. Discord in particular is a huge, 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 huge playground of networking for blockchain and NFT holders. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, well, we'll give you this as an example. If you don't know this, there's guys, for example, NBA players, Steph Curry is like one of the most popular ones. I think Steph Curry bought his board ape for like a quarter million or something like that. And I know some people be like, what you paid a quarter million dollars for a JPEG. But based on the trajectory of where things like this project are going, I know it may sound crazy, but I would say that was a bit of a steal. <laughs> so I don't know. I love it. I find it fascinating. It's all about building community. It's all about unifying people. It's all about having just having a good time and making it a profitable experience for everyone who's involved, at least in what we do and in a lot of the projects that I'm interested in. So I really like NFTs. And there's some pretty I'd say, influential people out there. A lot of people know Gary V. Love him or hate him. He's really done well in the NFT sector. And Tom Bilyeu is the other one who's done some impressive stuff with NFTs. And you can just tell they're they're really committed to the future of what it can do for the world too. <sighs> Shifting gears, what else? NFTs, Raise Masters. I mean, Raise Masters, Capital Collective, our capital raising mastermind is in many regards hitting all-time highs right now. We just brought on a new COO, Jim Morales. Jim, before getting started with us, just had spent about three, maybe four years, but at least three years over with Cardone in in Miami. So it's cool that we were able to bring him on. I know uh, I'm not supposed to say that, whatever. (laughs) It's kind of cool, right? He put in some time there and now he's with us. So just finished drinking some cold brew. Nikki made it, made me actually made a a really good breakfast today. I say actually, like it's a surprise. Whenever she makes me anything, it's always fantastic. And I'm not just saying that my wife is arguably the best chef that I know consistently. Like obviously you go to a restaurant, you have a good meal, whatever, but the daily dishes that she be delivering with a five month old on her hip, you just, you're really just not going to find anywhere else. And I truly mean that. So if you're ever hanging out with me, ask me, Hey, can Nikki cook for us? Cause I guarantee whatever she makes, you're gonna be like, dang. And you're gonna want to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. Cause she's really good at the presentation too. Isn't that what they say? The way to a man's heart is through his stomach or something like that. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? This is a teaser. It's a teaser. Y'all we are talking Nikki and I are currently talking about Micah's sibling, potentially, right? So we don't know when Carswell number two will pop out or if they ever will, but the conversation has begun. So you can stay tuned on that. I might get in trouble for saying that um, on air too, but whatever. Might as well just keep the fire burning now. Uh, What else? What else? Music production. 
a lot of you guys know and if you again if you're new to the show i have i've been since november when was that wow since november 2021 i've been working on my music production skills i used to well when from like in middle school I did a lot of music production on a program called FL Studio. It was never anything crazy special. It was just I had a lot of fun with it. Shout out to my brother, my older brother, Mikey, who got me into it. And then that kind of phased out, but I would dabble with it whenever I got bored in college. And then actually throughout college, I did I had a little mini, mini rap career in there, I guess you could say too. Kind of embarrassing, but you know, it was good at the time. <laughs> And if you want to listen to that, I guess you could reach out and ask me. I haven't shared any of it anywhere. I don't even know. Actually, I kind of have an idea where I would find it. But anyways, that doesn't have anything to do with it, really. Once I moved to Belize in 2013, I got back into FL Studio. I got back into electronic music production in particular. I remember watching a bunch of YouTube tutorials and stuff, making music. I released an EP called Skittles under the alias Big Nut. That's my nickname, Big Nut. My Growing up, my called my little sister Autumn Lil Nut. So then one day she started calling me Big Nut. Had to get that out there because sometimes people are like, what is Big Nut supposed to mean? <laughs> Anyways, Big Nut had had a phase there. It was okay, right? Like, I don't know how many songs I made, but it was it was fun. I just I just look at what I know now about music production compared to what I was doing a decade ago. And it was just shooting from the hip, like no comprehension of how different levels and sounds should mesh together across the EQ which I still feel like I don't even really understand that now, but I have a coach that does. I have a coach that helps me. I have a coach that helps me smooth out the rough edges of my creations. And so I have two tracks completely produced, fresh out of the oven, you know, ready to hit the airwaves. As I'm recording this, it's reminding me, I got to find rec- the, like, basically my coach is going to help me figure out what record labels to send it into. And if nobody picks them up, then we're just going to self-release. And I'm not, I feel like anyone who makes music would say this, but I, I can seriously say that what I have created so far is actually very, very good. Like my I, my, my coach tells me if, if something is crap, he's like, dude, Adam, these are good. So we got to get these out there. My DJ name is General Moses. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I'll be on Spotify soon. <laughs> we got two tracks ready to be released. Just got to figure out like, I want to make sure I do it the right way. So I'm also not in a rush. Like I got good content now and I just want to make sure we get it out there the right way. And again, if we have to self-release it, it's like an NFT or something. Maybe we'll do that. And then my third track is in the final stages of production right now too. And just started working on my fourth track. So I, I will predict probably by the end of 2023, I'll have at least five songs on Spotify. And I'm very proud of my work and I'm I'm having a blast with it. It's the ultimate... It's the ultimate like hobby because I don't ever want to be the musician that ends up doing it because they have to, or like it becomes, it becomes their job. I got this one from, I think I've probably shared it on, on stream before too, or on stream on, on this, on dream chasers. I'm related to Shaq. I had the privilege of meeting him, all that good stuff. One thing that he says often, because Shaq is a DJ now, he's well, he's gotten back into it. Similar, actually, I just realized similar to me because he had like a a phase, like a phase in the '90s or '80s where he used to DJ, and then now he's like full scale. He's got residency in Vegas, all that stuff. Anyway, Shaq's like, look, when I DJ, I actually lose money. He's like, when I DJ, I lose money. He said something like that because if you look at you know what he could be doing 
on an hourly basis, DJing, even in like Vegas is not as profitable for him as maybe some other things. So he's like, why do I do it? I do it because I love it. I love the rush. I love the energy. I love a crowd going crazy. Cause that's, you know, cause that's kind of what he has always known. And I don't know what it's like to have, for example, an NBA arena going crazy for you, but I do know what it's like to have like a crowd cheering for you. And I, I don't know. I just, I have had this vision of hundreds of thousands of people getting lit, dancing to my music, whether through, you know, whether it's another DJ on stage playing my track or it's me. You know, I'm all about getting the people going. And where I'm going with this section of the episode rant is I do the music because I love it. It's in my blood. The rhythm is in my blood. Making the music is fun. And I want it to always be that way. And for it to actually become something that I do uh full time kind of like it almost like turns me off just because I have seen very famous people who become slaves to their art. It doesn't seem fun. <laughs> so we're gonna keep it how it is. Cool. And and honestly, that's I mean, unless you're like Tiesto or whatever, you know, there's really for whatever reason, just the world of art in general, unless you're top one percent, which I believe I am, um, it's hard to make it profitable. So Anyways, we're going to keep rocking. Raise Master is we're at 450 clients as of this recording. We'll probably, well, I don't know. We're on a road to 1,000 now, especially now that we got Jim on the team. So if you're if you're new to the show, again, don't know anything about Raise Masters, go to RaisingCapital.com. And Courtney, uh, Courtney, make sure you update the show notes too. And, and Catherine, you can put this in the episode so that way Courtney gets it. Make sure you update the show notes anywhere that, that we've previously said Raise Masters that we start using RaisingCapital.com as a link to go to. Cool. Cool. All right. My team is awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to Dream Chasers Adventures in the Future. This has been episode 314. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Dream Chasers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share this bad boy on social media. Drop a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, we really appreciate it. It brings better visibility, better SEO to the show. So just can't thank you enough for that. And also, as you notice, we don't have any ads here on Dream Chasers. So I just want to remind you to head over to Carswell. .io to get all updates, especially because I am currently writing a book. The book is on the topic of, insert suspenseful topic here, multiplication. Yes, I'm writing a book on multiplication. I know that may sound silly, but that's what it is. So I'm really excited about this. I have also learned it takes a lot more time to write a book than I originally expected. So it's coming soon. And just want to remind you, if you want to get updates on my first ever book, you can go to carswell.io, drop your email address there, and you'll get all the updates you could possibly need or imagine on the release. So thank you again for your listenership. And remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.